Hey, welcome back to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. And I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. We got a very special guest with us today. Yep, we sure do. Today we have Eastbrook girls basketball coach Jeff Liddick with us. Thank you for taking the time to sit with us on your very busy day, man. I appreciate you guys uh, asking me to come by and, and chat with you. It's an honor and a privilege. Uh, when, I, when you first asked me, I thought, man, you guys must be scraping the bottom of the barrel to be asking me. But <laughs> no. no, it truly is an honor yeah. and a privilege to, to be sitting here with you talking uh, some county sports. Well, we had to get you. I mean, you're a pretty successful coach. You only had, what, two losing seasons? Uh, maybe, yeah. Sounds right. Um, yeah. But yeah, and they're not, and they weren't very bad losing seasons. No, so not, not, not at all. I think we were still competitive during yeah. those seasons. Yeah. So would you do me a favor and tell everybody out there about yourself? Uh, Jeff Liddick, nineteen eighty eight Mississippi grad. Yeah. Um, went on and played college basketball, uh, some NAIA ball in Tennessee for four years after Mississippi and uh, kind of after college just. Uh, I went to college to be a teacher and a coach. Uh, that was my my intention, and, uh, and I'm a man of faith. And, and uh, you know, God has a plan for you. And when, as much as you battle against that plan, yes. it, it always seems to to come back. And God finds a way to put you where He wants you to be. And uh, you know, I worked as a as, as a mailman in Gas City for four and a half years. I worked as a police officer in Gas City for five years. Um, Went and did the Chrysler thing for a few years, and then uh, took a buyout from Chrysler. And I think that's when when God slapped me in the face and said, "Hey, listen, <laughs> twelve years ago, fifteen years ago, you were supposed to be a teacher and a coach. Now it's time to go do it." So uh, when I left Chrysler, that was that was what I was doing, and I started at Mississippi uh, And for the last fifteen years, I've been at Eastbrook. That's awesome. That it's, is amazing. It's it is. It's crazy how things yeah. just come around, like you said. You. God's got a plan, and we, no. might, we might not think it's right at right. the time, but, you know. You know. I, I heard Snoop Dogg say a, a pretty wise, uh, <laughs> yeah, a quote, nothing happens to you, it happens for you. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, how many coaching positions do you currently Currently? Yeah, currently. Uh, so I'm the, the strength and conditioning coach. Um, yeah. I'm the... Uh, Defensive line, special teams coordinator uh, for football, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm the uh, girls varsity basketball coach. So that's a that's that's a lot. Man. Yeah, I got my hands in, in quite a few things. I used to be a golf coach at, as well. I used yep. to coach three sports in a year, and it just got to be it gets to be too much. Um, you know, and you know, fortunately, well, I don't say fortunately. Um, Tuesday and I, my wife don't have any kids. Um, so I, I don't have that pressure at home, uh, but uh, I, the kids I coach, you know, we, we yeah. develop a lot of strong bonds with, and they become they become our kids. Um, yep. We still have players that graduated ten years though ten years ago that come by the house just to visit and yep. say hi. So um, yeah, I'm a busy man. So and, and I've heard Coach Adamson say this numerous times. Um, there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives. There's yes, no doubt there's because, gotta be. because they put up with a lot of stuff, you know, the time away from home, uh, the criticisms, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, the coach's frustration trying to figure things out. Why aren't, why aren't things working, you know, instead of just coming home, sitting at the dinner table and having a, a conversation about life. You right. Know, uh, we're sitting there. I'm trying to talk to my wife about why isn't this defense working? Why is this <laughs> offense, you know? 
So yeah, there's a special place in heaven for for spouses for sure. Yeah, yep, I, agree. I think I think there's one for coaches too. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's like you said, you know, you got all this going on. You're you're still talking sports at home. And what hit me there is because your wife, you know, she she probably hears a criticism more than you do. Probably. And with social media now, it's it, not just the coach, but the way people go after kids. Right. Even rec league kids, yeah. you know, under 10 years old, I mean, so yeah. frustrating. It, it's, yeah, it's it's gone to a whole another level uh, with youth sports, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, youth sports is, a, is is something that we know really well, but it it that's where it starts, the love of the game. Right. You know, the... I try to, you know, put out front, hey, these these uh, athletes, they're kids first. Right. Let's let them have fun. Fall in love with the game. Yeah, teach yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teach them a little fundamentals yeah. and then put it all together, you know. Right. Eventually. Right. Everything's a practice game. Right. So speaking of youth sports, throw out some names of – your coaches when you played ball over here as a youth. Oh, man. So let me see. I'll start with T-ball. I can, I can remember those days. Uh, my, my dad was always right. one of my coaches, uh-huh. whether it was the head coach or an assistant coach helping out or whatever. But um, Steve Mitchell and T-ball, my dad, my Uncle Rick, uh, going into Little League, had uh, Denny Beckley, uh-huh. or uh, Stan Beckley. Stan, yeah. Um, Denny Campbell. Uh-huh. Uh, going into Pony League, uh, Sherwood Shockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those were those were my baseball youth coaches, football youth coaches. Uh, Ed Brown uh, was my football coach for uh-huh. the Bengals, and my dad helped him there. And uh, but uh, then going into junior high, you know, I had Herb McPherson was a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, uh, Mumal Keith Mumal was a football coach. Um, then into high school, you know, had Charlie and, and Creighton Burns. So yep. I've, I've had, had some really good coaches um, since I was a kid that, that uh, you know, taught me both good and bad. Right, you know? right. Um, learned, from, learned from both. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, it, you know, very good coaches along the way. Right. For sure. Just speaking yep. on that, how much has the coaching styles changed from the coaches you had back then to now? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know that they've necessarily changed, evolved. Um, I, I think they've morphed. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, um, and I hear Coach Adamson talk about this all the time. You, you know, back when I played, I knew Coach Burns cared about me. Um, he he maybe didn't show it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Coach Fisher cared about us, but they just didn't show it. You know, it was a diff- You know, that's the eighties. You mm-hmm. know, uh, now. You know, coaches show that love all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do it. I see other coaches doing it. Um, you know, we're we're caring about the kid first, and at the same time, teaching teaching them the game, whatever yeah. that game is. You know, and uh, so we're all you know, we're always joking with kids. We're always pulling kids aside. You know, asking how things are going. Uh, you know, which kids have the bad. Not so good home lives, mm-hmm. um, and, and I tend to gravitate towards those kids a lot. And uh, just and I sent a, I sent a message to one of my basketball girls the other day, and just said, "Hey, listen, haven't talked to you in three weeks since basketball ended. How's it going? 
you know, just reaching out and just showing them that showing them that you care um, goes a long way mm-hmm. nowadays with kids. It does. Yeah. That's I, I never would have had a coach do that to me yeah. back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's not just call me up, and say, "Hey, Jeff, how's it going?" Uh, exactly. You know, yeah. you know, we talked about this a little bit with Gonzo, but I was thinking, you know, these kids today need a ton of positive reinforcement. Right. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, anything absolutely. negative, they shut down, don't they, mm-hmm. Ted? They do. Yep. Now that's not to say I don't yeah. get heated. And yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I, you We're know, I, I think my my football players and my my basketball girls both yeah. know. You know, if you're not doing something you should be doing, I'm going to hold you accountable for uh-huh. it. True, um, but I'm still, you know, I'm still going to love you at the end yeah, of the practice, exactly. end of the game, whatever. Yep. Yeah. So I think I'd get more upset at practice because you got to practice like you play, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you want your practices to be harder. You want them to be harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want them to be uh, on the execution side. You want them to be really high on the mm-hmm. execution side yep. so that when you get in the game, you know, again, coaches can't play the game. But if you've prepared them, you know, tip the ball up or, you know, kick the ball off and let's go because yep. you've practiced. You know what to do. Now, now just go, go perform it out there on the quarter of the field. That and I, and I think kids these days they they need confidence built. Oh yeah, we you know whether we're a coach or a friend, whatever we have to build their confidence up. Or like you said, they they just so many kids shut down do. anymore. It's just they do. They take it hard in the wrong way. They do. And that's like you, you mentioned Charlie Fisher. I can remember I'd been out of school thirty years, and he'd see me at Walmart. He still remember my yeah. name, and he, he he did every he knew everybody right, and it's he was yeah because I played for Charlie too and Bill Atkinson. so but uh so what's your uh, ideal developmental program look like? Yeah, you you're talking in terms of uh, youth? You talking in terms of the weight room? What I mean, <laughs> all of it, it from from, <laughs> yeah. from the very tiptoe of it all the way. Um, so on the, on the basketball side for me, you know, we don't do, we don't do anything game wise with our kindergarten through second grade girls. I mean, it is all skill work, um, in the wintertime. So and it's every Saturday for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And they're just learning the skills of the game. Do we let them play a little game at the end? Yeah, we do. Um, just to say that they played a game. Right. But we're not worried about travels. We're not worried about – we just want them to get up and down and run, maybe hit a basket, look mm-hmm. up in the crowd, see mom and dad and grandma, and give yep. them a fist pump, whatever. And um, So at that level, we're just – we're teaching basic skills. You know, what's a jump stop? What's, you know what, – what's a butter violations? Things like that so that they're aware of it. Uh, now when they get into the third grade, um, then then we're looking at, you know, putting them in a, in a league and, and playing against other third grade teams and – and we do that through our with our third through sixth girls, and then uh, you know in, in junior high, it, it's it's kind of the same deal. Um, you know, you know, it's more it's more structured and and it's more um, geared towards winning and losing at, at the junior high level. But as the as the head coach, I don't care if they win or lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I tell a mantra with my my basketball girls every year is, "Be better today than you were yesterday." You know, if there was one thing you did yesterday that wasn't very good, focus on that thing today and be better mm-hmm. at it. And uh, 
So when I get them as freshmen, um, you know, we know that they can, they, effort's huge, right? So, um, well, I want to see girls play hard in junior high. I don't care if they're hitting buckets. I don't care if they're hitting threes. Are they a great teammate? Are they playing with great effort? Mm-hmm. And are, are they enjoying being out there on the court? Right. You know, those are the, the three big ones. Because if they can do that at the junior high level, by the time they get to the high school level, we can work with that. We can make a player out of that. Right. Yep. Um, so th- those are the big ones for me. And then when they get, get to me, then it, it, it changes a little bit. It, the intensity goes up a little bit. The expectations right. go up a little bit. Um, but, you know, if you've got that good foundation, when they come in as freshmen, it, it makes it easy for a coach mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Are they intimidated or are they excited? A little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I, again, I, I'm fortunate at Eastbrook, we've got our junior high and our high school yeah. in the same building. So I, I see those junior high girls on a daily basis, and, and I can build that rapport with them early on and before they get into high school so that, you know, again, I, I've heard girls before say, I, I was scared of you. You know, it, it, you're, you know, I'm 6'4", 230 pounds, and I could see where that intimidation – and they see me on the football field. Right, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's, that's a totally different uh, – that's a totally different coaching style for Coach yep. Liddick out there on the football field. Yeah, I'm but, sure. Um, some come in intimidated, but, again, I, I try to build that rapport with them so that when they do get to me, um, they're, they're comfortable with me. Yep. What's uh, Jeff Liddick, the football coach, look like? That's a totally different hat, man. I have to, <laughs> I have to switch hats there. Um, it's intense, yeah, for sure. Um, again, I, it, the expectations are high, um, but it's the same philosophy for me. I want that kid, if he couldn't get in a good stance yesterday, let's focus on getting a, in a good stance today. You know, let's be better today at something that we weren't very good at yesterday. Um, And again, you know, I I told, uh, we had practice, football practice last night, and and I told a senior kid, and I pumped him up because I saw something out of him I haven't seen for three years. I said, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm going to say, I I, I said, I have waited since you were a freshman to do that. (laughs) And now you're doing it. And now let's build on that. That's right. Right? You know, this this is a kid that's always been on the sideline on Uh Friday nights. Yep. And got in when we were up by two, three, four touchdowns. Uh-huh. Now I'm looking at him going, you're going to play on Friday nights right. if you can do that all the time. Uh-huh. You know, so we're going to build on that tonight when oh, we good. go to football practice. Good. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, especially late in the season in football because girls basketball starts third week of October. Right. You know, that's sectional time for uh, football. So right. I'm coaching two sports at the same time. So it's. I've got to put on the football hat for two hours, two and a half hours, and then go to basketball and put on a different hat. It, sometimes it's hard to switch gears, but oh, I'm sure um, you can be a little more vocal. I think with the guys, then mm-hmm. then you can't the girls. Now there are girls that they want it. You know, they 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 want to hear you get at them. You know, yell at me, coach. Get get me going. Mm-hmm. It, some girls aren't right. Yep. But for the most part, guys. Guys can accept that a lot better than the girls can. Mm-hmm. The aggressiveness I agree. Right. in girls right. is, is a, a harder switch to turn it is. on and off. It is. You gotta just. I, I don't. I don't know if they're born with it, or if you know. I've seen I've seen coaches bring it out in them, but it, yeah. it looks very difficult. Yeah. yeah. I know when when 
you know, I I coached rec league girls basketball. I could tell by the look on this kid's face that she's not going to hear anything I'm going to say today. Right, right. Well, well, again, on the girl side, man, there's so much more mm-hmm. on the emotions yeah. spectrum that you have to, to deal with. Um, it, it could be a, a boyfriend thing. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've had a lot of things. Something I take a lot of pride in is that typically our GPA is, is really high with the girls that play basketball. And I had a, a National Honor Society, Society student who didn't do well on a test. And she came into practice, and she was, just, she was shut down, oh, man. Oh, man. And I thought, man, yep. what is this? Is this is this a boyfriend thing? You know, what's mm-hmm. going on here? Come to find out, it was I didn't do very well on a test. You know, so you know, yeah. There's the emotion piece on on, on the girl side is a little more intense than it yeah. is for the guys, for sure. Girls can be real hard on themselves. Absolutely, absolutely really hard. Well, but you gotta love you gotta love a player like that that she was upset because oh, yeah. cause of school work. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Not, yeah. A lot of them just like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's but, uh, that's something that we do take a lot of pride in. Well, that's that, that's pretty neat. You, know, you don't hear that very often where coaches will talk about the, their players' GPA. And it's yeah, it's I love that. It's your student first. Absolutely. And that's always. That's gonna always. One day this is all over at high school, and, you know, you're very fortunate to move on. Right. Yep. You know. Yeah, we, we want our girls to leave the program and go on to be great members of the community. Right. We want them to go on to be great moms. We mm-hmm. want them to go on to be great wives. Whatever it is they go on to be, we want them to be great at it, and yeah. we hope that, that basketball uh, it, it teach, it helps teach those lessons that are going to make them mm-hmm. successful in those areas of life. So yep. that's the big thing for sure. We, do we want them to be successful? Absolutely. Yep. We want them to experience that, but uh, that, that's not the ultimate goal. So basically with the girls basketball, you're done for the rest of the summer, right? Yeah, we don't do anything on the basketball side in July. Uh, yep. we, we stick only to June. Um, there's so much more going on in July. Um, with volleyball and other fall mm-hmm. sports getting right. ready to kick in. Yep. And, you know, I'm going on my 11th season on the basketball side, and I've never done anything in July okay. uh, with the yep. girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me a little bit of a break, too, right. going into football season. I can uh-huh. recharge my batteries a little bit. And at the same time, uh, they can get they can get ready for their stuff in the fall. So um, we'll pick it back up. I think uh, limited contact picks back up August 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll pick it back up then, and I'll go from football practice to <laughs> to open gym and do that for two two days a week until season starts in October. So now, did you guys participate in super hoops this year? Well, on the girls' side, it, it, it's uh, it's just I don't think they call it super hoops; they call it Iowa shootout. Okay, yep. but yeah, we we were there for that, and I think we played uh, Carol Flora, who has two of the top juniors in the state. Um, trying to think we played heritage uh we played played another 4a school i can't remember who it was but we did pretty well we we finished the summer 10 and 1 really between the shootouts and, and our summer league down at delta well, that's good um we lost one game and that was the carol okay uh, they beat us by by five i think that game but uh yeah we had a pretty successful summer um we, we were missing a couple girls uh for you know, they just needed some time off. They felt like they needed some time off, so we 
we accepted that and we supported that. Uh, hopefully, we get him back mm-hmm. uh, in the fall. But uh, did well. It, it, it allowed some some girls, some younger girls, um, to prove themselves a little bit mm-hmm. and, and uh, get out there and experience that that three A and that four A basketball. Right. And uh, did a pretty good job with it. I was I was happy. Well, that's good. That's because I, I know you guys were really good last year, and you, I'm sure you guys are really looking forward to this year even more. Three. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, we've got the we've got we lost three seniors, um, t- two of them were starters, um, but I think we've got some younger girls that are capable, more than capable to step in and, and fill those roles. How many how many uh, uh, players do you have that play multiple sports? I'd say probably eighty percent of them um, play multiple sports. There's only it. I can see trying to think off the top of my head one two. I can think of three out of 18 that don't do at least one more sport. Wow. Uh, most of them are two-sport athletes. There's a lot of three-sport athletes as well. So mm-hmm. there's only three girls that only play basketball. Three sport, three sports is just th- – these kids got to be amazing because to do three sports and then do your homework. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know – when I was growing up, that was the expectation. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I was a football guy, I was a basketball yep. guy, and I was a track guy. Yep. You know, and you just went from one to the other. And if it if it was track season, if it was football season, whatever, I still found a way to to get a basketball in my uh-huh. hand. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, there were still things that I was doing, but I think back then the expectation was do as many things as you can, mm-hmm. it, it, and be competitive in, in different things and be coached up by different types of coaches and yep. be teammates with teammates you wouldn't normally be teammates with in this sport. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, just helps make make you a better athlete, all-around athlete, and at the same time I think you can develop some, some different relationships mm-hmm. and, and learn some different things from different types of coaches that just makes you a better person for sure. Well, I agree. It's, you know, I, I don't know. I was the same way, you know. You go up from one sport right to the next. Right. And the coach might give you a few days right, off before, right. you know, the next season, <laughs> the next sport starts. But, yeah. yeah, that's just, that's the way it was back in the day. I always kind of tried to encourage the kids that I coach. Just because I'm coaching you in softball doesn't mean you can't go pick up a basketball. Well, right. True. Just because you're shooting hoops doesn't mean you can't, you know, uh, you know, dig a volleyball or. Right, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that's changed a lot, I think, as well. I mean, um, just in the, the past 10 years as, as the basketball coach, you, I mean, you're seeing a lot of coaches promoting, hey, why don't you just stick with this one sport? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do this do this sport year-round. And, uh, it, it, again, at, at a school like, especially in the CIC, uh, most of the schools are 300 to – or 350 to 800 student-wise, right. enrollment-wise. You're going to be hard-pressed to find successful programs if you're not promoting multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. You're tr- that's right. I mean, if you're promoting, hey, play this sport right here f- for 365 days, if you're promoting that, then it, you're going to be – you're going to struggle in, mm-hmm. in a lot of those other sports. And, and that's where I get frustrated – as a former three-sport athlete and as a coach of multiple yeah. sports, I want to see those kids doing other things. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, Con- uh, Conrad, 
you can still find 30 minutes, 45 minutes to pick up a basketball, go out in the driveway and get some shots Ooh. up. I mean, you can find that time. It's not like, I don't know. It, 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 it is frustrating yeah. in this day and age for sure. And that's like I tell a lot of, a lot of my kids. It's like because they're like, well, if it's cold outside or if it's raining outside, I can't go. So well, you, you can dribble basketball in the garage. Right. Or said, I said, you don't even have to have a ball to practice right. your form shooting. Right. I said, you pick a spot out and you aim at that spot. Yeah. I can remember laying on the floor in the yeah. living room. That yeah. was always Just fun shooting up, man. Yeah. I mean, it's over and over. Yeah. That's, you yeah. Can, there's always things you can do. Uh-huh. I mean, it's so. That was always fun to do. Sit on the floor. How many times did you hit yourself in the nose, though? <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the most coordinated guy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's happened. It's happened. Uh, we're going to take a break and, uh, and thank one of our beverage sponsors. Onan Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs. Specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest. Now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC. And we're back. So, I got to ask. After the 19-3 and three season, what are the expectations like this season? Be better this season than they were last season. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody's going to come into this season not thinking, okay, let's let's try to accomplish what we weren't able to accomplish last year, yeah. and we accomplished a lot of a lot of good things. Um, you know, again, 19 wins in a season—that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. Um, winning the the CIC outright, yeah. um, which we hadn't done since 2016. Um, was a big accomplishment. Um, one of our second or third consecutive Grant Fuller. I mean, those are always things on our radar, but um, not winning that sectional last year against number two Winchester, who knocked us out, um, that, that was bitter. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a bitter pill to swallow. So um, I think the girls have that it's still in the back of their mind. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, that's something that hopefully this year we can – we can get that sectional championship and, and hopefully go on a little bit farther mm-hmm. than that. So um, we've been in, in two regionals in the last 10 years and uh, come up a little short in both of those. So um, I think this group's hungry to try to accomplish something that hasn't been done in a while, and mm-hmm. that's not only win a sectional but go on and win a, win a regional as well. Right. And that's it, it. I'm sure you guys do it too, but it's scheduling's changed a lot. Because remember, it used to be you you had your schedule set for years, right? Right. But now I'm sure you guys are doing it too. Just like most schools, first couple of games of the season, you're trying to pick up a somebody that's a couple of classes higher. Yeah, we Is we it, did that. We did that last year. Um, we dropped we dropped some one A schools and a couple, well uh, one one A school and two two A schools on our schedule to pick up Norwell, who's always ranked in three A. Mm-hmm. Uh, we picked up four A Huntington North last mm-hmm. year. And we picked up 3A, well, 4A last year, Northwestern, uh-huh. uh, who had won a couple – or been, yeah, they won a, two state championships in a row. Uh, we picked them up. They still have the, the younger Layden girl who's committed uh-huh. to Purdue. And um, 
So we wanted to beef up our schedule a little bit um, to help prepare us for mm-hmm. that tournament right. time. You yeah. know, and we go into it with the expectation we're going to compete and we're going to try to win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we shouldn't, um, it will help prepare us for that Winchester team or that Tipton team that we're going to face in, in the sectional. So, um, yeah, we, we've beefed it up a little bit, and uh, we're going to beef it up again next year a little bit as well. So well, good. That's it's, it's, it's a trickle down effect, isn't it? It is. It is. College has started it, right. and now, right? You know, high schools are picked. That, that, and that's what shocks me is that how you, because like I said, it used to be the contracts were what three or four years. Oh yeah, that well four to six they used yeah, to be, and that's. But now they they only go two years out. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, that going to that two year contract route has helped out a lot of teams as far as adjusting schedules here and there. When you've got a good group coming through, and you want to mm-hmm. you want to be see a little bit more competitive opponent that two-year contract helps a bunch with yep. that now where's where's your sectional at this year do you know yet has it been it hasn't been set yet okay um it was at our place last year so uh, our sectional changed just a little bit in that winchester is now out of our sectional and in the lapel frankton sectional um and I think Eastern dropped from 3A back down to 2A and took okay. their spot in our sectional. Okay. So it'll either be at Blackford, Tipton, Eastern, Kokomo Taylor, yep. or uh, Madison Grant. Those, those are the other five in our sectional. And that's – okay, now let, we like to talk about officials too. Yeah. You know, it, it, you see it. I mean, it, it's getting harder and harder. It is. I mean, and – What's the average age of an official now, Conrad? 50. Yeah. 50. Yeah. There, there, there's going to be an official shortage. I mean, there already is. Right. Um, but it's going to get real bad here in, in the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard to, to find enough officials to play a 22-game season. I get screamed at enough at home. I don't want to go to a game and get screamed at. Right. Right. But I think it comes with the territory. I think getting screamed at comes with the territory uh, for referees. They know that. Uh Um, But the way, you know, I can remember back when I played and guys like John and Mike Simpkins and and guys like that who would razz the officials in in a very – a comedic way, you know. To, not only was it a, a jab at the official, but it was also uh, it was also a laugh. Uh-huh. You know, uh, now it's it's personal. Yeah. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of the things I hear coming out of those stands, it's just like, sit down and enjoy the game, man. Mm-hmm. You know, Th- this guy doesn't have anything against your kid. He's just calling the game yeah. as he sees it. It's not like he's wearing an eye patch, right? Or two, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. And I have to I have to remind myself of that yes. a lot too. Yeah. You know, I get caught up in the. In the moment and the intensity of the game, and, and I'll jump on an official, and I try my best at some point throughout the game to say, "Hey, listen, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't need to do that. I try my best to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't no. always happen. <laughs> and that's like you said, you know, it's, there's going to be a shortage because you know, you know, we we encourage younger guys. Yeah, to say, hey, go get your license. Right, I get it, or they don't get their license, but they go try it, and yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, just, if if people would just sit back and enjoy the game as it's being played, as opposed to getting caught up in what they cannot control. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make it would make that shortage problem go mm-hmm. away. I think, but unfortunately, that's where we're at. It is, and you know, Conrad's witnessed it. You know, I, I, 
I've had to throw grandparents out of ball games, yeah. youth ball games. Yeah. These kids aren't even in fourth grade yet, and it's like. They're wearing a cotton jersey. Yeah. Oh, cotton man. t-shirt jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's rough. It's, and you, you got to feel for them. Because I, actually, I used to do it. I officiated basketball and football. And uh, Eastbrook was always one of my favorites to do football at because, you know, Jeff, Jeff was great with, right. with the officials. He right. really was. And that's so. – I was guilty of yelling out the officials. But I learned over time <laughs> they're human. Right. Just like right. me. Right. And uh, I, I really appreciate, like, somebody who's, like – Really into their craft, especially yeah. a really good official. Yeah, someone that knows. And there's to, a lot of good ones out there, yeah, man. There, there really are. is. There, I, I can. Well, I could sit here for the next ten minutes and, and rattle off names of guys that I really appreciate. Yeah, what they do. I, I just because it makes it hard pressed for me to understand if there's a bad one out there. Because who wants to get that? That's the best seat in the house, right? Mm-hmm. You see everything. You're yeah. watching everything, and for some fan to believe that there's some person out there that so has it out for this right. high school team so bad, right. he's going to throw every call. Yeah. I, I always like the guys that, that sit in the stand and you call call the referees Homer and how much are they paying you. <laughs> when I sit there and I know for a fact that this guy just drove from yeah. north of Fort Wayne uh-huh. and has no, you know he has no connection <laughs> to this school, and it's like, and this guy's just calling it as he sees it. So, yeah. and, and for a little bit of money, yes. Yeah. But that's because probably cost him more in gas to yeah. get down there uh, it, it than what he made. A lot of times it does well, now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's right because I can remember, you know, when I started, Mike Crouch was still in the Mississippi Valley Official Association, and, and Gene Lynn was still yeah. in it. And one of the things Gene Lynn said, he was, he's like, you might blow a call, he said, but as long as you sell it. And look like you know what you're doing. They're not going to get on you as bad, right? right. Which it was true. That's, but you know, like I said, we I've been to games where this guy looks like he's 65 years old and can barely get up and down the yeah. court. And but you know, what do you do? Right. I, mean, watch I watched it. I watched the boys' varsity basketball game last year. The guy was 69 uh. and, and blew an Achilles during the game. Oh, oh man! No. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, man, you, you should have given this up about 10, 15 years ago. But he still loved doing it as much. He was out there. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that's where we're at with officials. I know. You know, guys that are in their 60s are still trying to go hard. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle. It, 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 you, your body breaks down. It I think, does. I it think does. Uh, the IHSAA has a program that they work with some of the high schools. It's called uh, Officiating 101 or, yep. or yep. something yep. like yep. that. Where they teach these kids in high school how to officiate. Yeah. And, and I think over at Eastbrook this year, we're offering a class, an officiating class for, mm-hmm. for our students so that when they do leave high school, you know, they've, they've been through it. Maybe that's something they want to give a shot at. So hopefully things like that will help yeah. promote it a little bit yep. more and get a little bit more people I mean, involved we, in it. We had an umpire on uh, – a Division One umpire on, and he said his checks have commas in it. I believe for, it. for doing collegiate games. Yeah, I believe it. But he's, yeah, he, he also does some SEC and ACC yeah. games. So right, I believe but, it. But and that and that's what these kids got to realize. So that's that's a not a bad little part time job. 
Right. I mean, just just like the the guy, even the, your football officials on Friday nights. You know, most of them are, they're working Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday doing junior high and freshman yeah. and JV games. They're making a nice little chunk of change yeah. every week. Absolutely. And football's easier because you got there's five of you out right. there on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'll tell you, official. I was like Kevin Barrow. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know Kevin. I, like, I do. I like Kevin a lot. He uh, he he worked some rec league games with me, or well, not with me, but I was part of that organization at the time, and uh, I was sitting uh, on the little stage at Northview and uh, watching the game. And Kevin's like two feet, three feet away from me. The kid does a step back, and I go travel. <laughs> Kevin goes, nah, he was collecting himself. <laughs> what? Is that what we're calling that now? Yeah. I got to collect myself before before I take this shot. Yeah. So, you're going back for football practice tonight. Yeah. Have you guys did seven on seven yet? Uh, we don't do a whole lot of seven that anymore. On- or most of our stuff is 11 on 11. Okay. Um, what we call thud. You know, mm-hmm. we're wrapping up. The whistle coaches blow a whistle. Um, but it's more of a, an 11 on 11 situation. Okay. So, you know, we, we throw the ball maybe uh, four times a game, three times a game. Uh, so those 11 on 11s, they're beneficial for our secondary guys, yep. for sure, and our linebackers. Um, but offensively, it really doesn't do a whole lot for us because we're running it. Mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time. So Yeah, and speaking of that, I was talking to somebody the other day, and you know, they were talking about you know, high school records and stuff. They're like, you realize that some of them kids at Eastbrook, they only play half a game, so <laughs> their stats aren't anywhere near what they could be. Yeah. And that's true. That's- yeah, we've had, we've had quite a few running backs over the last 12, 14 years that uh, you know finished over a thousand yards, but like you said, they only played two quarters. Uh-huh. You know, and, and maybe maybe the first se- first series of the third quarter, right. but then they were out of the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. That's that's cool because everybody's getting a shot, right? Yeah, well, and everybody's getting experience, and, and that's where you you got to respect that coaching staff as well because I'm not going to run it up on you. Well, a yeah, lot of that. that. I, is their program that they run is so intricate. Mm-hmm. I mean, these kids have been running those plays for a long time, right? Yeah. They're, you know, ever since they put elementary. the pads yeah. on yeah. in elementary school. Okay. That's what they're running, you know. And uh, so, yeah, as they're coming through, um, they're running the same stuff season after season. Um you know, when, when they play on Saturday mornings over at, at the high school, both teams are running the same defense and they're running mm-hmm. the same offense, and, um, and, and they run that same offense the next four years when they get into high school. Mm-hmm. So they're very familiar with it. Um, but, again, it, it's, it's all about developing kids. Um, yeah. You know, when I first went to Eastbrook and, and I saw uh, kids in certain positions, I'm like, this kid's not a he's he's not a nose guard, you know. <laughs> this guy's not a defensive tackle, but uh, Coach Adamson has and, and the staff do an amazing job of 
taking kids that aren't your typical whatever, whatever position it is, and making them believe in the fact that they are a good defensive tackle, mm-hmm. even if they are 160, 170 pounds. Right. Yep. They, they find a way to make them believe in that, and that's what helps them develop into that type of player, that type of kid. That's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, that's what I mean. You know, the, the coach, just yeah. the mindset on down. Yeah. Right, right. That's where, you know, you got to admire yeah. people that can do that. Yeah, that you can see that. And, yeah, there, I knew, uh, you know, when I first went to, to Eastbrook, you know, my intention was, was not to coach when I first went there. Um, you know, I just left Mississinawal, and in my mind I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get back to Mississippi. Uh, I I think I'll stay at Mississippi and coach, but I'll teach at Eastbrook. And it took me um, a day and a half, <laughs> I think it was, to realize I want to be a part of, of Jeff Adamson's staff. He, yeah. he, that's just the type of guy he is. Mm-hmm. You want to be around him. Yep. Um, you want to learn from him. And uh, a lot of the stuff I learned from him on the football field carries over. Mm-hmm. into the basketball realm as well. And uh, so, you know, I'm fortunate in that I, I get to be a part of his staff uh, because it, it definitely not only does it make me a, a, a better person, it, it definitely makes me a better coach in, in everything that I, mm-hmm. that I coach over there. At this point in your life, how much fun are you having coaching? Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> I've got the best job in the world. That it's not work, right? You know, yep. you know. I, I I sent you my schedule the other yeah. day, you know, and it, it looks daunting and it looks busy, but I enjoy every minute of it. You know, um, there there are days that I'm at that school for fourteen, fifteen hours, but it doesn't feel like that, right? You know, right. yep. It because I I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I enjoy every single minute uh, of of my coaching and teaching right now no doubt and, and that that's what i mean that's you know when you have a job you love it's not really a job is right it? it's not yeah you, no it's a yeah, yeah it's i would do it for free right you know, <laughs> it, it, you know we've well, been, not that way not. <laughs> but when you think about it man especially on the coaching side you know coaches get paid squat yeah I, yeah and, and when you figure i i think i figured it up one year um my wife and I figured it up one year. I, I think I was making like it averaged out to like five bucks an hour. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But man, is it so much fun! It, it's so enjoyable. But uh, impacting, yeah, kids mm-hmm. you're making, yep. yeah, yep. you know. And they're doing the same thing to me. These yeah. these kids, yes. these kids impact the coaches as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we learn from them just like they learn from us. Yep, I agree. Uh, it, it never fails. There's always something that happens where. I look at a kid and go, man, thanks. Mm-hmm. You just taught me something right there. I'm 52 years old, and you, yeah. just, you just taught me a great lesson. Thanks. I appreciate that. So, Isn't that yeah. amazing how, how we, can, we can learn from kids? Absolutely. It is just. Yeah, some of the stuff they say sometimes is like, it's pretty wise. It is. Yeah. Well, like you said, you know, you probably made $5 an hour. I, mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I was, I was at a baseball game. Chance was there. He had softball going on, baseball going on. There was a tennis match going on. There was a track meet going. And I looked at him. He's like, 
I know I'm not even making minimum wage. Because <laughs> he was just. Yeah, ADs are on a whole nother level, man, man. with all the stuff that they've got to do. I can't even imagine their step count. Oh, yeah. They're moving. Right. They're moving. It slows down a little bit in the winter for them, but, (laughs) man, when the spring gets here. Oh, man. When you've got all that stuff going on, yeah, it's definitely a busy time. You're wondering who, uh, who scheduled all that stuff. Right. Would have been him, right? right. Yeah. I scheduled all at home on the same day. Right. <laughs> it's, okay. We got a little thing we like to do. We call it rapid fire. Okay. I'm just going to throw some questions at you, and you just give me a quick answer. Okay. They're easy. All right. You're at a barbecue or cookout. You know, you want a burger, bride, or a hot dog? I want them all. Okay. I want all of them. Damn. Throw them all on my plate, look, man. Look, look how healthy he is, though. He can... <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, give me two of each, actually. <laughs> Sweet. Now you got you got lemonade, tea, water, beer. What's your what's your drink of choice? Uh I'm a big sweet tea guy. Yeah. I'm I'm a southern guy. My mom was from Tennessee, so <laughs> sweet tea is is probably my favorite. Okay. Let, let's go back to your high school days. Okay. The best athlete you ever seen when you were in high school, whether it was on your team or in the so, county, in the state. So many. I, I'll give you a couple. I'll give you one from Mississippi, and I'll give you one from Marion. Derek Keys from Mississippi or from Marion right. was a freak mm-hmm. athlete, man. I mean, he he was a, a basketball player that was a freak. He was a football player mm-hmm. who could go up twelve feet, thirteen feet yeah. in the air, <laughs> catch a pass, and then take off with it and, and score with it, and then on the, in track. I mean, he oh, was yeah. he was a stud. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute stud in every sport that he played. And I remember uh, my junior year it would have been their last year when they won three in a row in '87. We come out after halftime. We were, I think, we were down four, and we were giving them a great game. I think we had given them. Actually, I talked to Scott Hunt the other day. We gave them the closest game of the mm-hmm. tournament that year, and uh, we come out out of halftime and we were in a two three zone and bill green knew that we were going to come out in that zone and they run a set play for Derek. it was an alley-oop pass he, he he was in the the left corner and linden had it on the right and they set a screen and i remember i saw linden throw that pass and i looked up and there's Derek. <laughs> i mean both elbows above the rim caught oh, it and flushed it and it was just like oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah Derek keys by far was probably um, one of the better ones that I saw. And then at Mississippi, um, you know, a guy I looked up to and a guy I still look up to, he, he came and talked to my girls last year. He flew up from, from uh, Georgia to talk to, to my girls and, and watch a game. It's Mike Michener. Yep. Um, yep. Man, he, he, was, he was so good in football, basketball, and baseball. Mm-hmm. Man, he, he was an Ironman. Yep, you know? he was. But it, I could sit here and, and name off – Probably fifty to a hundred more athletes. Yeah, that's, um, but those two, those two right there, stick out to me. Derek in his athletic ability, and Mike in the way he did things, mm-hmm. and he just did them the right way, yep. and he always did them a hundred percent. Well, Coach, we appreciate you hey. taking time out of your very, very busy day to sit and 
I, I wish I could sit Shoot here and talk breeze. to you for a little for an hour more. I I, I've is, enjoyed it, man. We love uh, it. We, yeah, love it. we we've just touched the tip of the iceberg of things we like to talk about. So, all right, yeah. but we appreciate you, and we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Beast Prints. And if you need a realtor, get a hold of Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. We also want to give a shout out to Bill Corey for his donation. Thank you. And back to our beverage sponsor. Onan Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs. Specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest, now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC.